This is a Baby Brunch Podcast. I could see that it is almost unbelievable that your dream came true. Yes, it is. I'm going to cry if I even go there. I don't believe that this has got anything to do with me. Because when I wrote the box, it was a far-fetched dream. I inked it on my laptop, I closed my laptop, I sent it off, and that was that. Four years later, this thing resurrected. This podcast is supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. The range of Epimax Baby and Junior gentle all-purpose emollient moisturizers is an all-day, everyday favorite for babies and children. Give your child a good start to every day by nourishing and protecting their skin with Epimax. She's an award-winning television and radio host, and she had to add another title to her CV, which is that of author. I'm very honored to speak to a journalism graduate, Carol Ofori. Yes, 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 that's How are you doing? <laughs> great, great, Ilana. Thank you for having me. Your eyes are sparkly. You look amazing. I just watched you present your show. Quickly give us a rundown. What does is, what is your day look like in the day you, you work on radio? Yeah, no, the day starts at around 5.30 in the morning and it's waking up the kids and then from there it's getting them ready, getting in the car, getting the school bags, all of that dance and then it's drop off and then get to the studios and then radio show from nine until one and then after that depending sometimes I have voiceover commitments now with this new book I have other commitments I either have my au pair stand in and help me or my mom or my husband whoever's available to help with the collection point but sometimes I'm lucky and I can do the collection and do everything else it's a lot it's a lot mm. yeah I hear how you say it's a lot and family is rewarding but it is a lot right yeah it is a um, lot. I have friends with dogs and they do this thing where they go you see, that's why we chose to have animals. And I go, no, but I have both. You know, yes. we have our baby dogs and dog babies, and we have horse babies, and right. and and I have my other babies who I've I've wished for all my life. You know, mm-hmm. tell me about your family dynamic. I'm, have, have you always wanted to be a mom? I always wanted to be a mom, but to be really frank, there was a time in like just finding myself that I thought that maybe it wasn't a journey I wanted. Um, And then I found the perfect partner who reminded me of what I actually wanted that was going to make me happy. You know, I kind of fell into the web of I'm chasing my career. I really don't want um, kids. I'm not in that space. And I really, at that time, it it was what I wanted for my life. It's what I believed for myself at the time. And then I've met this incredible man, and all I could think about is just growing a family with him. Wow. Yeah. And you did. And I did. I got a, uh, they call them, uh, what is it? A, what's a pigeon pair. That's the word, <laughs> pigeon pair. A little boy and a little girl. How old are they? And what do they like? So Senna is six, going for seven in June. And then Sewa is two. Um, and they're just two different personalities. Senna is the more uh, I get over it, not throw my toys. And Sewa is opposite. I throw my toys mm-hmm. all day, every day. So they're dynamic and different, but so cute like I, I just love it. isn't it amazing that we we are these people but then we've created children who we were like yeah this is how they're going to be designed and then <laughs> when when they grow up they're nothing like you expected right like yeah. I never thought my kids would be the way they are I yeah. always say that they're so much better than us you know yeah they, they are they have a better life and I guess that's what I expect the same way that my parents expected that we would just do much better than what they ever did yeah I enjoy you as a as a radio personality and I enjoy your smile you're always really positive 
Yeah. I say that because I think in media and where we work, you know, in this environment, it's really hard sometimes to see a smile on someone's face, even though it's our job to make other people smile. Tell me why you went from, from journalism to creating this book. When I saw you created a book series, I was very excited. I'll tell you why. I started reading very late in my life. And the one thing that I instill with my little girls is reading. And they love books. I can see how they are not just mesmerized, but how they, they just journey with reading. So I'm looking at your press release, literally. I mean, you didn't bring out one book. No, she brought out a series. <laughs> yep. <laughs> a series of six children's books. Tell me a little bit about, no, tell me a lot about the African adventures of Sena and Katleho. It's, it's a beautiful story. So when I wrote the book in 2016, I had a one-year-old who was Pan-African. Mommy is South African, me. Husband is Ghanaian by birth, but I've been living here since he's a child. Um, and here I was wanting to tell beautiful African stories to my wonderful African son. But I just couldn't find the content, you know. I couldn't find the content to break down to my child what Egypt is like on his level, what is Ghana like, what is Uganda like. And I wanted to raise children that when they say, Mom, I want to go somewhere, the first place they mention is on the continent and not Paris or New York, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and have passionate African children about the continent. Um, one thing I always say is that I believe God didn't put us on this continent by mistake. He's put us on one piece of land for a reason, because we're dynamic, we're beautiful, we, we, have, we have so much to offer. Um, so that's when I started inking the book. I wrote the first one, which was South Africa. And at the time, I just thought that was the only book. Wrote the book, tried to shop it around. Nobody was really interested. I was getting offers for self-publishing, but I was advised, don't do the self-publishing. Mm -hmm. Hold on to it. It's really a good story. And let's see how we go. And here we are, 2022, and the book is on the shelves. It's been a long six-year journey. Mm -hmm. uh, publishers only caught on two years ago and got in touch and said, would you like? And I thought it was a scam. I was like, ah! They've got me. The scamsters have got me. <laughs> and it was not the case. It was actually them and they had the manuscript. So when I met with them, I said to them, I like reading box sets to my kids. Mm. So I also want a box set. Let me do a series. And they said, timelines, can you do it? I said, watch me. Yeah. And I put my head down. Some of these countries I've been to, others I've done extensive research on. And these are the wonderful countries to visit. So we go to South Africa. Mm -hmm. We go to Ghana. We mm. go to Egypt. Ooh. We go to Chad, we go to Uganda, and then we wrap up in Eswatini. So those are the first six. I love how you wrap up in Eswatini. So if you're listening to the podcast at this stage, she's literally paging through all the books that yes. uh, she's got with her uh, in hand. It's amazing that through, through because this is what we experienced in COVID, right? That we can travel through pictures. I, I have someone that when we're lucky enough and I have to do my performances, she does my lashes. And all the other times I just go without, right? But... <laughs> She, she told me the most beautiful thing. She said to me, she's never been overseas. And the only way she gets to travel is through her client's stories. Wow. And she says she loves what she does because she gets to travel every single day by the experiences and the stories that they tell her. And here we have a book because some of us will never be able to get there. Right. But my children want to go to Egypt because they read stories about Egypt. Right. And now they'll be able to read your stories I could see that it is almost unbelievable that your dream came true. Yes, it is. I'm going to cry if I even go there. I don't believe that this has got anything to do with me. Because when I wrote the books, it was a far-fetched dream. I inked it on my laptop. I closed my laptop. I sent it off and that was that. Four years later, this thing resurrected. I'm teary-eyed because I still can't believe that I go to an exclusive book. So I go to a CNA and the books are there. It's, 
beyond my comprehension and I, 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 I'm, I'm, it scares me that it's really happening. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I'm very proud of you because, um, and I wish you well to have it, eh? Thank you. Uh, it makes me think that, that, that really anything is possible. It, yeah. does, it does make me feel. It also makes me feel like, um, like dreams when they realize it's not quick, right? It's, mm -mm. It takes time. Yours, yours took four years to realize. Like your son is older now, you yeah. know? Yeah. No, absolutely. I think um, this was definitely a, a story for me to say to myself as a mom that I'm still an individual. I still have my own dreams. Yeah. I, can, I, can, I can change narratives, especially in the climate of South Africa and where we're living. And um, just the narrative around being an African and the dynamic conversations and the controversial conversations. Um, for me, it was so important for me to tell the African stories that children should know, the stories of the remarkableness of the people we are as Africans. Africans and just to celebrate our being, you know, celebrate who we are and remind our children that we are in a very special place. I mean, everyone calls us the motherland. There's a reason why they call us the motherland and we should love ourselves. And that's why I wanted to, 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 to write these books. And when I see them, I get teary eyed because... You know, as much as I've wrote these stories, when I read the stories back, I feel like I'm reading them again for the first time. <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's out of body, I will say. Stay with us on our podcast. We're going to continue this conversation. We're going to talk more about the book. I want to know what it's like raising children who look different to other people. Yeah. Uh, I called my children mixed and I was approached by another mom and she said, mixed with what? Uh, we're going to talk about that. Also, I want to know from Carol, what's it like being a mom in the media industry and where her support comes from? And then also the big question, what was the one thing, because it happened, what was the one thing that changed her life drastically? Stay with us on our podcast platform. I'm Alana. Next to me is Carol. You're amazing. You can find these books. It's a series, okay? In all exclusive books, we'll also put details in our social media post right now. Otherwise, check out our website, babybrunch.co.za. We're continuing our chat with Carol Ofori. And uh, if you're picking up from the video series, um, this is our podcast, a 20-year career in media and radio and television, and now a book series. Usually when you think of an author, you think, ah, it must be easy because look, there's a book and pictures, but this is a mother's dream that realized into so much more educational read for children that celebrates Africa and its various countries and landscapes. What do you call your children? I asked my daughter, what does mommy look like? And she said, like chocolate and sometimes like caramel. And I said, and daddy, and she says, he's peach. <laughs> It's funny how kids say white people are peach. Yeah, and then... It's so cute. My son also calls them peach, peach. people. <laughs> and I sometimes tell them about the history of South Africa, and they're very interested because to them they are stories, just like they get to hear stories from the Bible mm. and stories from different parts of the world. Yeah. How do we raise our children? Yeah. I got asked this question the other day when someone said, how do we raise children in a world like this? I said, oh, but my world is, is at peace. What kind of world are you imagining for your children? Yeah. And um, I think my response shocked them because it's clear that my bubble is unique because that is what I have created for my children mm. and my family and for the future of South Africa. Yeah. You know, I have a dream for our country that looks beautiful, even though there's turmoil and bad news yeah. and starving people. Yeah. And I want things to be better. Yeah. Long question, but, yeah. but Carol, yes. 
How? How do you raise them? What do you tell them? I think for me, um, the center of everything to my existence is just the African child and being African. I'll always come back to that. So I try and raise them with values of being African. And I do that not only by teaching them and writing these books and they can see the books. In our home, there's African arts. There's We eat African food. Africa Day is a day we celebrate quite fondly as a family where we try different meals. Um, understanding the diversity of Africa, the different skin tones of Africa. Um, also important conversation I'm having with my six-year-old is how your skin is just a barrier your heart is where you really live, you know. Um, so we've been having those conversations around, you know, uh, your skin doesn't determine whether you're smart, whether you're whatever, whether all that determines that is your, your inside and your heart. So that's been a lovely conversation having with my six-year-old. My two-year-old, she's just cute. So if she just tells me nice when I walk out of the house, I know I've done my job. <laughs> but yeah, the conversation for me and the raising of my kids is just reinstilling the importance and the beauty of Africa. And Africa's deeper than skin. It's deeper than that. Um, so yeah, Africa, Africa, Africa. That's my slogan for life. <laughs> When I see the, the African adventures of, of Sena and Katlejo, mm. your own adventure as a mom and, and, and dreaming about this book series, and then it came true. What do you want to say to other moms? I mean, we all talk about legacy and it looks different, right? Yeah. And sometimes we don't even like that word because it just puts so much pressure on you. Yeah. You know, I don't have a legacy. What, what will I do that can stay here while I'm not like, what the actual, you know? Yeah, but what, what motivation do you want to give to moms who's, who's starting out? You know, our kids are young. We're not thinking of legacy. We're thinking of just getting through the day. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of us moms are tired. We're so tired that we don't even have time to think beyond just getting through the day, never mind um, thinking of legacy. Mm. You know, raising your children is the hardest job you'd ever, ever come across. It's not a cliche. It's not a fallacy. It is a reality. And each of us have a different, heavier bag to carry. Um, so I think the most important thing I'll say to a mom is that in all the chaos and all the madness, you have to find the precious time for you. And that's precious time for you then you cultivate what brings you joy, what really brings you joy. It could literally be um, going to your, your, your friends or your sisters for a couple of drinks and you just enjoy that time and just enjoy it and see what about that time fulfills you and makes you happy or closing your door and saying look after the kids I want to read a book and being in my quiet space because I find when you listen to the heartbeat of who you are and where your joys and your insecurities and your strengths come from you can find what makes you happy and what will fulfill you so every year my birthday is in January so I never get gifts so I give myself the gift of coming up with ways I'm going to conquer the year <laughs> so I always try in January to reset at some point, there must be a day or two where I just spend the time just thinking, what do I want to achieve this year? What am I chasing this year? What do I want for myself this year? And that's where I think of, okay, maybe I'm going to try and write a book. I've tried a lot of things that have failed. A lot of things that have failed. This is one that just stuck. It's stuck in a remarkable way. Um, but I think it's important to listen to yourself and don't go, like my dad always pressures me start a business, start a business, start a business. And I went and I registered a business and I'm just sitting now with this registered business and mm. it, it, I don't have a knack for it right now. It's not what I want to do. Mm. So now I'm sitting going, I have this business that's been there for so many years and what I actually want to do is write. So also not listening to what everybody else thinks is the way to go, mm. 
listen to what your course is, is the way to go. If it's being more mindful, it's the most powerful thing to be more present mm -hmm. with yourself and your family. I mean, that alone, a lot of us don't have that. We are floating through days. So if that's your strength and it's being more present and more mindful, it's a blessing in itself. When you speak, it's dreamy. It's beautiful. And I, I feel like closing my eyes and listening to you talk because you are just authentic and beautiful. And, and it's like, I just want to go and buy the books. Well, I got you six. You're taking oh, them with you. I no need, you the, way. I need the girls to read this tonight. Stop These are it. yours. No. Signed everything. I'm going to, ah, yes. I would have bought them. No, you can buy more for the rest of the family. This is for you to take tonight. Okay, so wait. So if you're listening to this podcast, Baby Brunch will buy a set for someone to win on this, on this oh, platform. Oh, that'll be amazing. Yeah, we'll purchase. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Thank you very much. Yes, always. This industry that we are in, you know, radio, and I, I had a chat to, um, there's a very famous lady on television. She's not really my cousin, but I call her cousin. Yeah. And she works in theater. Okay. And it's a different, um, even though it's all entertainment, it's different, mm -hmm. you know. She she works in theater, and apart from enjoying being on stage, she's also a writer. Right. So they, they have this the support network, you know, of all these writers getting together and they'll do these networks where they all sit at the same table and right. they'll bounce ideas. And, yeah. and I envied it. I envied it because even though we are show hosts, the journey sometimes feels very lonely. Oh, it is very lonely. Why is that? Why, why are we as women in media not being more supportive? And I include myself in it because, you know, sometimes you have to check self and go, mm. ah, you've hardly spoken to her, you know. Mm. She's a mom too, mm. you know. Just go up and say hi. Yeah. That's how we met. Yeah. Yeah. We, just, we just talked. That's you know? right. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. It's, 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 it's a strange one because you do find um, there are some ladies in the industry that are very close and that are very supportive of each other. And they, they have a close network of friendship, which is beautiful to watch on social media. I think it's a, com it's, it's a combination of things. I think individuals, sometimes um, you're just so consumed with doing you that sometimes doing you um, keeps you out of being you know, networking with other people, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, like we just spoke, motherhood is a different journey for every person. Mm -hmm. There are some moms who can do it all, literally. They can have lots of friends, kids are taken care of, mm -hmm. husband is happy, um, the whole works, so or it's a single mom and she's killing it with this and that and that and that, and she's just vibing. And then there's others just, that I cannot do more than what I can do here. You really want to do more. And in the spaces you have the downtime, you look on, you go, I wish when you look at the reality, you just don't have the time you don't have the capacity you probably don't even have the personality to carry it mm -hmm. so it's difficult you know I, I always find myself I mean I'm a person who doesn't have many friends mm -hmm. and not necessarily by choice I'm just the kind of person who um, expects to be treated um, the way I treat you and if I don't get that back in return I become quite guarded I run <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's hard to, to let people be people because mm -hmm. I'm going to disappoint somebody. So why would I think a next person wouldn't disappoint me? But the reality of it, it still is something I grapple with. So I think it's a combo of that, you know. It, it, it could be that and it could just be that maybe I'm just a weirdo. <laughs> no, I don't think you are. <laughs> You're not. I wish you could right. see her. She's, she's amazing. She's beautiful. Long drapey hair and blue eyes at the moment. Love your eyeshadow. <laughs> Thank you. 
there's probably moms listening to this podcast and going that it's not just in the work environment where they feel isolated or alone, you know. Perhaps you're part of a mommy group, but all the other moms hang out and yeah. you left out of the group, yeah. you know. And there is that truth that sometimes you're going to get along with people and sometimes you're not. Yeah. It's the same way that now that our kids are grade oneing, you know, um, and, and doing their pre-primary, um, I see how they, they find their little friends and sometimes they don't get invited to the party, you know, yeah. um, or you see that the friend they've been hanging out with, they, they found a new bestie, yeah. you know, yeah, that's and, and sometimes it's, it's, it's my kid choosing, yeah. you know, yeah. so they're the one going, no, I don't want to be friends with that one anymore. Right. You know, this yeah. is, this is what it's like. So I want to, I want to remind you that you're not alone. I mean, Carol and I are speaking, speaking openly about this, that, Sometimes we're just different or you're not designed for lots of friends and bags of people hanging around. And sometimes you must choose only the good ones because that's all you have capacity for. It's true. Yeah. I want to choose the good ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The one thing that has drastically changed your life. I think the one thing that has drastically changed my life is definitely becoming a mother. Um, there has been the most eye-opening experience that I can learn to be a better person through in my six-year-old, you know. I will be feeling extremely insecure in a certain space and just turn to my son and say, you know, I'm not feeling too good about this and that. And his response will ignite me to be like, yo, he's six and he's advising me like Dr. Phil. <laughs> How does this work? And I'm sitting here with all these 30 years of life and I can't even do this. Um, so absolutely becoming a mom, the way my body changed, um, understanding that my metabolism, the way I look, the way I feel is going to look different. Mm -hmm. The changing of um, just my hormones, um, having to provide this protection and this love and this understanding and this undivided love, but with, you know, boundaries and trying to guide this person. It, it, it has been the most incredible journey. And then allowing myself to say, I need help. Mm. Allowing myself to demand help. Yes. When I know I've been helping you, I demand help back mm. now. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not scared to say mm. that I'm helping you. You're going to step you in now to and help me. me too. I've got you goosebumps know? you saying that. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, command yeah, help. Yeah. I like that. And, and I, I was always, you know, I'm still that person who do more for my family than for myself. Mm. But when I do for myself, I'm unapologetically doing it for myself. You know, I would, there was a time I had the baby and then I posted a picture that I'm going out with my girls and somebody said, oh, so soon. Mm -mm. I said, sweetie, I'm Carol Ofori first <laughs> before I'm mommy, please. Mm -mm. If I can't check me and get me happy and have my turn up and live yeah. my best life, Who's gonna what look am after I giving baby? these kids? Yeah. You know, so let me be, if you don't want to do that for you, girl, that's you. Mm. But let me do what fulfills me. Yeah. You know, you decide. Yeah, I decide. So um, being a mom, yo, it, 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 it just opened me up to. Would you do it again? I would love to do it again. <laughs> I would love to have a third baby. I think my husband would be like, yo, not again, this conversation. Mm. Um, I'd love to. But I am heading for 40 and I'm just don't want to. Um, just careful there with those words. <laughs> Just be, be, I've got my tabs here in studio as well, okay? So I want to go to 40 and I want to live my J-Lo life, you know, slim figure, not worrying about up and down weights and hormones and this and snatching back. I want to, when I go into my 40s, it's no looking back. So that's I also just want to remind you that your baby's only two. I know. I want to remind you that your baby's only two. I am in my 40s and I had my kids late. Yeah. And I do have my body back. Oh, you, you've been having your body back, girl. But I do exercise, and it <laughs> yeah. was a process. Yeah. 
Look, I remember yeah. listening to you um, earlier on when I was studying and stuff. I used to listen yeah. to a lot of your shows. And you'd always say how you'd wake up and skip. Yes. And how you loved skipping. I loved skipping. It was the only thing I could afford. It was the only... And I just... I, that was one thing that was ingrained about right. your health and how you no, enjoyed but your skipping. It's, it's... I'm not a gym bunny. Yeah. I don't have fitness advice. Yeah. I don't have it all together. Yeah. I just know that I have a creator, that I'm here for a purpose. I'm here to help you. Yeah. You help me with your smile every single day. You have no idea what your energy does when I see you. Oh, wow. Yeah. And your books, your books are going to help people. That's what we just do. You know what I mean? But I want to remind you that you are enough, that you don't even have to wait for 40. Thank you. Yeah. Like your baby's two. That's young. Most of us still breastfeed at age two. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's early days. Yeah. And about these hormones, we're going to pray for you. <laughs> girl, girl. I've, got you. Some, I've actually got advice on that. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's a supplement that one of my friends takes. So yeah. I'm going to say that off air just because... Um, it's not supported by this platform, and I just want to be sure because Carol and I, we were talking, we'll be talking in depth about it. But the other thing that you need to check out is we did a podcast on hormones. Yeah. And there's two amazing doctors, the ones in Cape Town and the other ones in Nelspruit. Okay. And they, they gave us a lot of insight on what really happens in your body. Yeah. So go easy on you, hey? Yeah. Because you look amazing. Thank you. And if you can churn out books on hormones, what will she do when she doesn't feel hormone? Like, what the actual? Okay? I say that a lot, by the way. So don't let your kids listen to this podcast because I say what the actual. I don't want my daughter saying that. You're incredible. Thank you. What makes you cry? <sighs> Two things make me cry. Um, here we go. Seeing how much God loves me through my family. Mm. Right, so mm. I see it every day when I open my eyes, and my husband's there, and he tells me, "You're beautiful. Yeah. You can do this. Yeah. I love you. You're strong. You're amazing." Tears. My kids showing me the love. Mm. Still having my parents in my life. Oh, thank God! Yeah, um, that definitely tears me up because whenever I see that, I'm reminded of his love. So whenever I say this, I always feel like uh, Maya Angelou. You know, when she was speaking to Oprah, and she said, "Oh." He loves me. Mm. And it literally is that feeling because there is no other way that you can see mm. that he loves you th than waking up and your sight is there. Mm. You, you have hearing. You are in good health. You mm. have food on the table. Every single moment is a act of love from him. Mm. So that brings me to tears. Um, and just how I want African people to love being African. It really brings me to tears when we want to tear each other down. We have differences and we are a lot of the time forced to look at the differences in order for someone to gain somewhere mm -hmm. and not necessarily saying we have challenges. We can, as a people, do better to make sure that we all benefit here and we all are happy and nobody feels like the one is overcompensating for the mm -hmm. other. But more of how do we work this and make us the great superpower that we can be as Africa, you know? So those are two things I think off the top of my head that, that bring me to tears. Makes you happy. Yeah. I try and be happy. I try and be happy. And I say try because happiness is a choice. Absolutely. Um, I can choose to be anxious. I can choose to be um, angry. I can choose to be all these things. So I, I always try to choose the happy route. If your your babies were in this room, <laughs> there'll be noise everywhere. The cameras <laughs> would be moving. The flowers would be everywhere. But they they quiet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a sight for eyes. And you had to give them some motivation yeah. for the next five years of their lives, and and give them a special message. What would it be? Always know that. God 
loves you more than anything and anyone in the whole world. And through him, you are good. Don't stress. As long as you know this, feel it, know it, take it in, you're good. Everything else can fall by the wayside. Well, I want to remind you that God loves you more than anyone else. No matter what happens, yeah. where your life goes and this journey, which is so exciting for you as an author, as a media personality, as a radio personality, yeah. we look up to you. Thank I think you, what you're Anna. doing is incredible. And actually, the rest doesn't matter. Yeah. This podcast was supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. Epimax Baby and Junior is dermatologist approved, free of artificial colorants and fragrances, and is safe to use from birth. Touch, nourish, love your child's skin with Epimax Baby and Junior. Available from leading pharmacies and retail stores.